with episode eight of Dog Football Weekly. It's your host, Reed, with your co-host, Russ, and our special guest today, back again, White Young. Coach, we've got a lot to talk about today, so let's just get right into it. What have you heard about Adonis Mitchell entering the transfer portal? Word on the street is he may be a Longhorn. Um, I think that'd probably be a good piece for him to go there with Arch Manning coming in. Uh, I'm a little disappointed he's leaving. I'm sure there's probably some underlying issues we don't really know about. Uh, there's no, I mean, really, we don't know. But I think, as a dog fan, it hurts a little bit because he's a really good athlete on the football field. You know, he can make plays a lot of other receivers can't. And uh, I don't know. I'm just a little disappointed. It, you know, he's always going to have a special place in Georgia fans' heart because of the plays he's made over the past two seasons. But I've seen a lot of posts on Twitter and Instagram calling him a DGD. Well, to me, that's kind of like a revered, almost like a special title you only reserve for. Like, I'd put Stetson Bennett in there. I'd put a guy like Roquan Smith, Nick Chubb. You if know. you don't finish out as a dog, you are not a DGD. And there's a difference between going to the draft because that's just a – I mean – that's just a smart decision for yourself. But entering the portal, I've seen a lot about, you know, oh, he, has, he just had a kid. His family's in Texas. Texas didn't recruit him out of high school. The dogs did. And, you know, maybe he's scared of the competition that we just brought in. Maybe, Or maybe he just wants to get home to his family. But I, I'm disappointed. And you wonder if uh, Texas had a little bit of uh, money involved before that he was in the transfer portal. And, you know, if so, if they find something out about that, that Texas could be in some, some deep stuff. For sure. And you, you talk about, you know, the DGD, just getting back on that. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't hold any bad blood toward AD. Like, I mean, I'm sure that he's doing what he thinks is best for him. As a fan, you don't want to see an athlete like that go. Um, this one actually doesn't bother me as much as, you know, like Jermaine Burton last year. But – I mean, as long I as he doesn't turn out like Jermaine. Jermaine, to me, assault made the school look really. Georgia and Alabama both look, and he wouldn't, or well, he didn't get like a suspension or anything for his for punching that woman. Um, if you haven't seen that video, go look it up. Jermaine Burton hitting that Tennessee woman after the game. Um, Good stuff. It's. I'm not worried about this receiver room. I think they already that's one of the deepest positions on the team, along with, you know, tight end and running back. But, you know, you always – you want – having playmakers is a good thing. I don't think as Georgia fans we should be worried because we have Dominic Lovett, Ra-Ra Thomas, Ladd, Rosemary Jackson. You lose Blaylock. Arian Smith. Blaylock's gone. And, you know, he's made some big plays, but he's had an injury-plagued career. And obviously, you know he thinks he thinks he's doing what's best for him, and I'm not gonna hold it against him. I'm not I'm not as upset about the Blaylock for sure, but I mean, like, I, as a dog fan, I sit back and look back on it, and I mean, I can't sit there, I can't tell you who's just been like a breakout receiver for us. We have a bunch of guys and athletes who make plays, like Pickens. Pickens had some big plays. If you add his career together, he had some good. I mean, it was pretty solid, but I mean, he's he was probably the last best one we've had. The last one I can think of that dominated football games was AJ Green. I mean, I mean, honestly, you had, you know, Chris Conley, Terry Godwin was really good. 
Javon Wims. Yeah, Javon Wims, Tavares King. I mean, guys like that who were pretty good, but, like, Georgia's not known for having just outstanding wide Lawrence receivers. Cager was solid. Cager was – I love Cager. Cager was good. He had a touchdown this year. Yes, he did. I love Cager. But if Georgia's offense is very balanced. It's run, pass. you got a quarterback who can run it. I mean, it just opens up a lot of things, and, you know, like you see Stetson Bennett, he threw how many touchdowns? Did he, what it what was the stat? He threw twenty seven touchdowns. Or we talking about in the playoffs? Where, where he threw it to the diff, how many different players? It was like it was, he didn't. Oh, uh, against Ohio State, like eleven different guys caught a pass. I mean, like that, that's unheard of. You look at you look at like Ohio State for example, Marvin, Marvin Harrison, Harrison, Fleming, Fleming. And I mean, it's, yes, that's it. Like, that's it. That's who you throw the ball to. And like with Georgia, it's all around the field. And then you have a guy, you have Brock Bowers who is better than any receiver I can even think of right now, in my opinion. Not as fast, but he's a better target. He's my dark horse Heisman. It could very easily happen. I could see him being a finalist. I don't think they're going to give him the award. It's a quarterback award, man. But, you know, if we're going to truly give it to the best player in college football next year, I think it's going to be him. I think Quinn Ewers is going to have a good year next year at Texas. I don't think Arch is going to start. I agree with that, but I'm not a fan of Quinn Ewers. Um, I saw, I was looking at um, Heisman odds today. Brock Vandergriff is in the top ten. Really? Did you that? Vandergriff. <laughs> not Beck and not Stockton. Vandergriff's the one that's... Vandergriff's the, the, my least favorite. He's the one that... I, I like Vandergriff just because, you know, he's kind of from the area. Played at Prince Avenue Christian. Um, he throws his sidearm. He does, and I, I'm not a fan. Like, I was surprised when he went to Georgia. And, like, I remember seeing him in high school and, like, watching him, and I was like, you know, if he's not beating these teams that, like, that we played against, like, he played Stratford. He played Tadnell. He played the Macon schools. He's not – he didn't – I just never thought he was – I never once thought that he was going to be Georgia's quarterback. He doesn't – he doesn't wow me as a passer. He's a decent runner, right? Yeah, he's, he's a decent. He's a dual-threat guy. He's a decent runner. Um, Stockton can run a little bit, too. I will say, if you look at Brock Vandegrift, though, I would advise you all to go, go look at his huddle highlights from high school. There was a kid on his team. He was 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, yeah, his name is Logan something. He's a little short kid. He was committed to Troy. Yeah. I've seen a lot of good highlight films. I loved watching that kid. He was incredible. I mean, it was – you say he's in Georgia? He got off for a walk-on. He's, Which I, mean, is, I don't think he'll ever see the field, but he is a little dynamic little dude, man. So, I mean, do we do we even know if Brock Vandergriff's staying at Georgia this year? I mean, Brock is not going to stay. You have, if you have Gunnar Stockton and Carson Bag, I mean, he has no shot. I just don't think. Kirby seemed to give him a, a big shot, and what he said about all three quarterbacks, he said that the job's not – not closed, for sure. Well, that's because Kirby trying to keep the guy around. Because I think, I mean, Brock's a good quarterback. I mean, let's be honest. He got a scholarship to play football at one of the best, you know. The best. The, the best. The best college school and, like, the best school. And Kirby doesn't want to lose him. But it comes to a point where Brock Vandegar being a competitor, he wants to play football. So, if Kirby really is saying, and it, it, there actually is going to be a competition, I just genuinely don't think that Vandegrift is on the same level as Carson Beck and Gunnar Stockton. I don't. I think he knows that. Mm-hmm. I could see Vandegrift at a Georgia Southern, which won't happen because they're getting transfers in left and right. They're getting the five, the fifth-year quarterbacks who can come and run their offense. They're getting. I told y'all this earlier. Vandegrift 
I've seen him about Wake Forest. He fit well there. He's like a Coastal Carolina guy, maybe. He's a guy that'll go in and probably be a really good quarterback and win some games and take him to a decent bowl. And I think, you know, for him, that probably is his best bet right now is to transfer out, which I, I want him to stay. I like having three really good quarterbacks, but I think it's best for him to leave. I like the um, the 2024 guy, Ryan, I think it's Pulsigi. Yeah, I think that's right. He's um He's a low-ranked guy, but... He's another guy you need to go watch on Huddle. His his arm talent is absurd, and and they're also hyping George up to get um, the number one player in the 2024 class overall, the Ohio State commit, who just decommitted. He's got um crystal ball to Georgia. That's who I was. I was just about to look because I saw something the other day. Dylan Riola, yeah. yeah, he is incredible. I saw where he was crystal ball to Georgia, and that was that would be. If I saw it correctly, that would be the biggest prospect Georgia has ever gotten. Yeah. And, like, I mean, Justin Fields was up there, of course. Nolan um, Smith was Nolan number Smith one. was number one. Admit that. This is apparently. Trenton Thompson. He had a high hit. like the perfect rating. Yeah, it was, it was perfect. like a 999. Which I don't ever. I'm not a big. I don't yeah. trust the stars and the high school ratings. I, I just, There's, I've always never, I've never been that Kirby, way. Kirby and Nick, I read this in a book. Kirby Smart and Nick Saban, they really don't look at stars. What they do is they have, like, a specific height and a weight at each position that's desirable for them. Now, if you're obviously, like, a Devonta Smith at Alabama, like, he's obviously underweight for a receiver, but he's just a dude, so they brought him in. But um, they go out and they look for those guys that fit into their profile, and if you fit in and your film looks good, grades look good, school looks good, then – you're probably going to get the offer, but if you don't, then, you know, it's tougher. So stars really don't mean as much to you when you think about that. And I think uh, Georgia does a good job utilizing all those little guys they have, like, you know, Lad McConkey, who's coming back next year, which is great for Georgia. And, you know, they, they just do a good job getting the football around to, to everybody. They, um, it's going to be – how about all the hype about Lad McConkey going to the draft? Did you see that? I did, but that, to me, that's a I, team takes a chance on Lad if he does go to the draft. It happens. Lad needs to stay another year, which he will because it's going to up his draft stock. But I genuinely think Lad will have a successful NFL career. I don't think he's going to be some superstar. Yeah, the Patriots. Somebody like Danny Amendola. Yeah. He could be, but you, know, you never know. You get a guy up there who. You never know what's going to happen. You, you, you always The college coach always talk about, oh, we're going to put weight on this guy. We're going to do this, 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 and this. The NFL is different. It really becomes a job. And he goes up there. They put some weight on him. He, you never – he's a dynamic athlete, in my opinion. He's a possession receiver who's pretty quick, has some breakaway speed, and has really good hands. As a slot, being a team's second or third option, he could hurt some people. And like Russ just said, I mean, Belichick loves that type of guy. Tom Brady likes throwing to that type of guy. I mean, there's a bunch of places. Like, you look at guys like Wes Welker, great, great, mm-hmm. Scotty Miller, Julian Edelman, Danny Amendola, Chris Hogan. I mean, guys like that, like, they go out and he, he could genuinely be successful in the NFL, I believe. I, I, but I agree with you. I don't think he's He's not an a wide pro. receiver one. No doubt. And he's not going to be a first-round pick. But third and fourth round rolls around next year. I mean, I could see him going as early as the second round to a team that, I mean, the Falcons need receivers. No doubt. <laughs> they need everything. Do you, uh, you think, where do you think Stetson Bennett lands? 
if he declares, which I think he will, I think he's uh I think he'll be a fifth round pick. I think New England Patriots pick him up, fifth round pick. He I think he definitely gets picked up too. I mean you sit there you talk about him being undersized, but when it comes down to it, I think he's proven that he knows how to win a football game. I mean he's a winner and that's can't teach someone how to win. That's a mentality type situation. The kid's got he's got a lot of heart. I call him a kid because most of those guys are younger than me, but he is actually older than me. He is an old man. Um, I and if he has a good combine, he's got some speed, and obviously us as Georgia fans know he's a fast guy, but his combine numbers could shock some people. Obviously, everybody knows the arm talent's average at best, and ball placement at times is not great, and you know height. We don't even have to get started on that, but his speed. If he goes out there and puts up something, you know, like four five, right, right in that range. You, look, be, you, you think about like he's never going to be an NFL starter. He's. I don't think he's going to be an NFL starter. Now it may come to the point. He, he, he reminds me of a, a Taylor Heineke. He comes in. You know, you have a starting quarterback gets hurt towards the end of the year. He comes in. He gets hot. He wins four games in a row. Gets a playoff berth. And. He just is electric and does some crazy stuff and brings them to a Super Bowl. I mean, stuff like that can happen, and I would never put that past Stetson. But Stetson, to me, he's a he's like a a late seventh round guy who you you just pick up just just because. And you know, Jake Fromm had a chance. He had a chance to start last year for um, the, Giants. the Giants, and obviously he didn't do anything because he's not starting now. But you know, he could be a guy like that, but, you know, hopefully he does better if he gets a chance. And yeah. as long as – You can't put anything past him, though. I if mean, he keeps developing and just keeps evolving as a quarterback, I mean, I could – Taylor Heineke is a great pro comparison for him because his ceiling is not very high. But at the same time, I think you know what you're getting in Stetson Bennett when you draft him. He's not an Anthony Richardson. Right. Which Anthony Richardson, he could be Cam Newton, but – he could also be Jamarcus Russell. That was my comparison. <laughs> and um, I just think it's, you know, draft draft time this year, it's going to be fun to see where a lot of these guys land. Um, Jalen Carter, Keita Ringo, they're going to be big. Um, who's another guy that's going to be a first-round pick? Chris Smith, he's going to probably be second round. He might slip Nolan second. Smith will be no, Nolan Smith, Smith will be a first round. round. I mean, Georgia, I think, oh. is a lock with – Three. In the Warren McClendon. Warren McClendon. As long as he's okay yeah. after that wreck. Yeah, yeah, we need to speak about that. That's that's just terrible. It's horrible. Regardless of what happened or what the reason for the wreck was, just the loss of life is devastating, especially for the program. And he, I mean, Willick was going to be a, a big piece of what we were doing next year, too. I mean, it's just, I hate it. And at the same time, I'm surprised did you ever see the picture of the wreck i did not looked, i did not look into it I, I, I did i think it you know i'm surprised that all four of them survived it looked it looked devastating hey, i've seen a bunch um jalen carter was actually they were headed to a waffle house jalen carter was at the waffle house his mother was nearby and she was actually the first one on the scene i was also told that i think willick actually passed away in mcclendon's arms that's horrible. Which is just, I mean, you, you think those guys just come off you know, the happiest moment of their life, and a week later. Well, think about think about this. Less than a 
about 12 hours earlier, you're celebrating a national title in front of your fan base, giving speeches, hugs, holding the trophy, and then you turn around that. It's terrible. It's horrifying. And, you know, I'm surprised it didn't get more media coverage. I'm kind of, I don't know how to phrase it, shocked it didn't because, you know, really outside of the Georgia fan base and really the college football world, there had been, I didn't see anything on ESPN, Fox. There was really nothing out there. And if it was, maybe it was a quick Instagram post talking about two guys or one guy and a, a staffer passing away. And I just think, you know, I don't, it's horrible. And did y'all see what the Ohio State fans and stuff were saying about it? I did not. That some of some people were posting and being like, "Oh, it only stopped a car, or it only took a car to stop a Georgia offensive lineman." Good God, that's horrible. I was talking to my dad about it, and that's, he he said that, and I couldn't believe what he said. That's that's just like the type of classless thing. Just just gives me another reason to hate Ohio State. Just prayers out to his family, her family too. She's not getting enough coverage either. That's how it works. You know, you get an athlete that passes away, it's always they're going to get the cover someone famous. But, uh, yeah, I mean, she deserves just as much as she does. You see a lot of the players. You know, most of the players, like Javon Bullard, mm-hmm. guys like that reaching out. and Apparently she was a very big part of that program, and the guys really cared about her and loved her. And, you know, it's just a terrible, terrible thing. Well, thank you for joining us today, Coach Sean. That's going to be it for Episode 8 of Dog Football Weekly. Um, We hope to see you soon. We'll be back. What do you think we'll be back, Russ? Sometime next week. Most likely next week. That'll be it.